Welcome to the NHC GOP podcast. I'm Rule Sample. I am happy to be joined by three of our conservative Republican board members from the Board of Education, Pete Wildeboer, Josie Bornhart, and Pat Bradford. I want to start off by saying that uh, we had invited uh, Melissa to be here tonight, but uh, she could not make it. And so Pete is pinch hitting tonight, standing being, being being the intrepid chairman that he always is. And thank you for your leadership. And thank you all for your continuing work for education and, and turning things around here in New Hanover County. Before we go into some of the great things that have happened today, folks, if you're listening to this podcast, we always get together before the podcast and talk about things that are going on these folks are absolutely giddy of, of things that are going on here. But I want to kind of ramp that down a little bit and, and talk about an important issue that has come and gone, but people are still talking about it. We're talking about Stamped, the, the book that has gone throughout the entire education system all throughout the country. It's a very controversial book. And you folks have handled this issue in a way that I think is brilliant. So, Josie, tell me about stamped and what you folks have done with that here in New Hanover County. Thank you, Rule. The question that came into play was stamped as it, as it was uh, related to a AP course. And so the whole board agreed to read it and read through it. And we had a very lengthy hearing. And ultimately, the Board of Education is on the hook for the law um, as it relates to education. And so when we were looking through the lens of the law, we had to decide whether or not this book was permissible in education. So one thing was um, sexually vulgar in language, and I don't think any board member even tried to dream that it was that. And then it came to educationally unsuitable and um, age appropriateness. And so when we were talking about that, what ultimately the board decided to do was to temporarily restrict it from curriculum and use because we did not see a balance in the curriculum as it pertains to the analytical lens of racism. And so this teacher will have to create that balance prior to reintroducing it into her class, but we allowed it to stay in the libraries of the school system. So when this comes into play, and I've told people that the Board of Education members, if this gets challenged in a further court, we will be on the stand testifying um, to that relation. And so this is something that was not an easy decision, but it's something that we tried to be fair to all parties involved and to be cognizant of. We want a well-rounded quality curriculum that engages in critical thinking. One of the things that we always encourage is parents to get involved in their education system and be with their kids. And so if you are a parent, I think the board would encourage you to check that book out for yourself, to see what's going on and, and to make those decisions for your child. But you folks made a legal decision based upon the, the restrictions that you had to work in. And uh, it was a tough decision. So uh, well done. And uh, now let's talk about some good stuff, because as I said, these folks are just they're just bubbling at the seams to talk about some of the things that are going on. We want to talk about academics, because uh, as Pete was saying before the, the break, 
is that New Hanover County was failing in relationship to the surrounding counties. Pete, we've got some good news. What's going on? Well, and 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 rule, I, I got to tell you that was one of the main reasons, one of the beginning reasons why I ran for the board of education. Uh, I was a principal in uh, Pender County. Pender County, uh, as I've said time and time again, we had folks running from New Hanover County to Pender County because the uh, school system up there was doing so well, uh, and and they still are doing very well. But New Hanover County has come and and gone past. Uh, is actually now. Uh, you know, well past uh, both Pender and Brunswick County uh, in education. Um, you know, I have just a couple things here in front of me. We went from uh, seven, excuse me, from 12 low performing schools to seven. Um, we've had just so many schools that uh, went either uh, went up a letter grade, uh, either went from, you know, an F to a D or a lot. Alderman, Gregory, Blair, Sunset Park, uh, Holly Shelter. Uh, all went from a, a D to a C. Uh, for, oh, so I'm sorry, Myrtle Grove. Yeah, I did miss Myrtle Grove. Thank you. And then from a C to a B, uh, Castle Hayne, Holly Shelter, Murray, Winter Park, Roland Grice, and uh, from a B to an A, Ogden. Uh, so it just we had 18 schools that exceeded growth. We had 18 schools that met growth, and only four that didn't make make meet growth. So. Uh, you know, and that growth factor is so, so important. You know, kids, so we want our students to grow. We want them to all exceed growth. We want them to grow a year and a half for a year's worth of education. Uh, but we've had, you know, 18 schools that did that, that, you know, went well beyond a year's worth of growth in a year. Um, and then we had 18 others that made what the state said, you know, we expect you to make this growth. We've You've made that growth. We only had four that didn't. And that that's not okay. But, you know, when we have 36 that did, uh, either meet or exceed growth. That's good news. That's good news. So, we're, you know, we need to celebrate that. And I think we will be. And you know what? Holly Shelter Middle was the fifth highest growth index in the state, the number one growing index um, for the Title I schools. Which is, this is really big stuff. And I don't think that Wilmington Legacy Media has given it the due. It's one thing if you're just sailing along and you're, you know, you're in the middle of the road, but we when we came into office, we were we were looking at, at failing schools, lots and lots of failing schools. And these numbers are phenomenal. We're just ecstatic about it. We really are. Ninety percent of our schools met or exceeded. Well, let's talk that. about That's this because, because because yes, uh, is if 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 one school exceeded or in, in, improved in grades, you can say, well, you know, it's bound to happen at some point. But you said eighteen schools. Well, 14 went up to grade. Yeah. And, and five, five of the schools went from not making growth. So in other words, they didn't even make a year's worth of growth in a year. Five schools went all the so way what, up to exceed. So what just, did just you phenomenal. do? And that, that, what that's did you do? So, uh, Pat, well, go ahead and lead, take this one. Pat, what did you do? Go ahead. When we first got into office, one of the very first things we did was look at the strategic plan and rank it in our priorities to give in, to give direction to the staff and to the superintendent. And we placed academics as number one. And then we came along and we said, listen, uh, you know, we've talked about this. Can we, can we bring our reading up by 10% by this date in these classes? You know, let's focus on math. We have just really pushed academics. It's our number one thing. And 
the, the, the school district met our expectations and exceeded them. They are all so excited. Um, and what's what's interesting that I didn't realize is when your your school they the the principals get a monetary reward for this, which is kind of cool. Um, but they worked really really hard. The teachers right? too. Yeah, the teachers, the principals, the vice principals, the staff, they all work really hard in all of these schools. They do. deserve a big kudo. And, and that's why we're high as kites about it. It's been embargoed news for, what, about a month now? We couldn't share it. But we're extremely excited. And we just found out today Bellamy Elementary has been named a National Blue Ribbon School by the U.S. Department of Education. So who cares, right? Well, 353 schools in the entire country got this kind of an award and Bellamy was one of them. And um, it was for uh, innovative school practices. It's for, you know, it's for excellence and it's just a big deal. You know, our whole school district is pulling at the plow in the right direction towards academic improvement because we were, we were, we were failing and we're showing it and we're, we're excited. Josie, we're going to talk about that hat here in a little bit, but one of the things that I have found both in the private sector as a business owner, uh, in the military as an officer, and other places is that when you hold people to a high expectation, a high standard, and help them achieve that goal, they meet that goal, and they often exceed those standards. Josie, how are the teachers responding to this renewed sense of a higher standard that you're putting throughout the, the school district? Um, I mean, I, I would love to say, I think very well. Part of the thing is when people talk about teacher pay and when te- people talk about advocacy, it's part of proving that worth too, right? So when I go to legislators and state officials and I say, look at this improvement that our staff is seeing. They're going to be more apt to saying, tell me what more you need. Tell me how I can support because they want to see that growth continue and not only our county, but the entire state. And so one of the great things, and I, I, I believe and hope it's still in the draft agenda, is advanced teacher roles in the state budget meaning our staff who are performing and showing that effective growth, that inspirational um, met and exceeds expectation, they're going to get paid more for that. Because when you're looking at standards and achieving those standards, you should be incentivized for it. And they're doing their job very well. And so my job is to in turn help them get money to um, benefit the academic growth that we're seeing. And so that's something that I'm very excited about with the state budget Um if slash when it drops very soon, I'm going to keep saying very soon so that it keeps into play. But um, that's one of the things is as a board member, it's our job to advocate for our staff. And when we see things like this, we're seeing how hard they're working. It makes it easy to be able to approach not only our county commissioners, but our state reps to talk about the great things that are happening and to help continue as far as funding goes for them. And we're going to be seeing that in this budget with New Hanover County. Yeah, there's lots of good stuff in this budget for us. Pete, one of the things that all four of you ran on was parental involvement in education. We've talked about teachers. We've talked about staff. How can parents keep this ball rolling, keep this standard rolling so we just keep on going up from here? Well, there's there's a lot of ways. Uh, You mentioned before, Rule, and I think you're right on point there is, is being involved. Um, you know, and that means, you know, we, well, I'm going to remind everybody we have an election coming up uh, before too long, uh, you know, for three seats. So, 
uh, join us on the Board of Education, uh, but but also be involved in your school, you know, PTA, PTO. Um, I think Pat's going to talk about Reading Buddies in a little bit. That's another great avenue. Come in and, and volunteer in your school. Uh, and I know people, well, I, I work, I don't have time. Well, you know, you know, even if it's one day a week or me, even if it's once every couple of weeks, you know, come on in, come to the after school events, join, you know, become, uh, you know, be a, become a volunteer coach. I, you know, as when I used to coach, I had a lot of parents who would come in and help out and coach, uh, you know, so whatever your strength is, bring it to, bring it to the table, whether it's just coming in occasionally and, and reading in a kindergarten classroom, what a great opportunity that is. And, and that's, you know, that ties into reading buddies again too, but, I mean, just come in, uh, you know, uh, they have career days. They have just so many opportunities for parents to be involved, but also be involved with your child. I mean, and I'm not, I've, you know, I have three children of my own. You know, uh, I talked to a parent the other day that, you know, when I come home, when my child comes home, we talk about what's going on in school and, uh, you know, ask questions. You know, uh, I think one of the great things we've done uh, over the years is we've, we've put the curriculum right there in front of you. So you can go on the website and see what it is. I have a question about this. I have a concern about this. Call the, you know, mm -hmm. I go up the ladder. So I, I've always said that, you know, you can definitely keep us in the, in the loop on it. But, you know, start with it with the teacher. If you have a concern, you have a question, uh, you know, even ask the, ask the teacher, how can I help? How can I be a bigger part of my child's education? Because really it does take, a, a, you know, an outstanding parent, an outstanding teacher, an outstanding school system, uh, you know, all the way up to the, you know, up to the superintendent. We, it's, it's all uh, that's all a piece of what's going on. Uh, you know, we have opportunities for parents. SeaTech. Uh, we were at SeaTech the other day, uh, and you know, we, we saw a, a great new Spark Lab going in there. And you know, that's a that's another opportunity for students. You know, that's something when I was a a child, we didn't have all those kind of opportunities. You know, you went to the school and did that kind of thing. So, um, you know, just uh, you know, please, 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 just you know, continue to be as involved as you can with your child's education. Can I share something about teachers? Governor, um, yeah, governor, the governor was in town last week at Howe Pre-K. And he said there are 3,500 vacancies for teachers across the state of North Carolina. And last year at this time, we had uh, seven student-facing vacancies, and we've got it down to 12. Last year, we had 20 teacher's assistant vacancies at this point. That's been cut in half. And staff's going to put together, uh, put forward a recommendation next Tuesday for the final principal vacancy that we have. Um, we're at 100% on our principals. Um, staff is in contact with people to be interviewed for vacancies for next summer. They've been very proactive in human resources and hiring. So we're not feeling this dearth that the rest of the state is feeling. Is feeling. And that just goes to show that we got to be doing something right. You know, you don't come to a failing district. You don't come to a district that's in disarray um, when there's so many opportunities in the state. People are coming here because what we've got is, is good and it's going to and get shout better. out to our county commissioners. I mean, we have a phenomenal um, New Hanover County subsidy. It's roughly 10000 more than what the state pays. So when you have staff coming into this district, you're well taken care of in the financial component, too. So shout out to the county commissioners. Thank you for that. And because this is a Republican podcast, I am going to state without a moment of a hesitation is that there, there seems to be a direct link here is that last November we sent New Hanover County sent four 
conservative Republicans to the Board of Education. They sent conservative Republicans to the county commission. Mm -hmm. And you all are getting things done. Is that I think in the end, parents don't really care if you're Republican or Democrat. They want to see that you're getting things done and you're getting things done. We're going to we're going to talk more about the things that you're getting done. Okay, Josie, you've got the hat on. You look like the opening scene from the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and you're even <laughs> waving your 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 head around earlier like that. What's going on? That's right. What's going on with the hat? So um, today, I, I got to join my fellow colleagues and another board member, Miss Walker. We went to New Hanover High School, Hendrick Toyota had given us a $25,000 grant to increase our automatic and um, automotive and CTE program for our pit crew. So to target um, just the skills that you need to be a potential pit crew um, teammate. And so they, they had all these hats on display. And so I made all my colleagues put on these hats and I even got mine signed <laughs> from Kyle Larson, who was there today. And so what's really great is one of the things that I talked about was educational pathways and opportunities for our students, because it's not a one size fits all. When you graduate high school to be successful after high school is going to look different for every single kid that we see in our county. And so I feel passionate about the more opportunities that we can provide for our students, the more likely we're going to see success with our teachers, with our students combined. And so this was just a really energizing day to be able to come out and see, yes, it was really cool. It was loud. We're not, we're maybe talking a little bit louder because the ear, we didn't get earplugs <laughs> after the loud part. But um, what's really cool about this is being able to be a part of it and to say, you know, let's be here together. And so while we were networking, um, actually, my two colleagues and I, we were we were standing around talking and the two of the gentlemen that helped sponsor this grant, twenty five thousand dollars, they talked about not only one, one, the potential for renewal of grant, which is amazing, a continuation of this program, but then two the possibility to create mentorships and internships with our students. And all of us are we like, light bulb is kind of, we said, absolutely. When we want to make this happen, we've been working on the software to have businesses be able to plug into new Hanover County so that our kids can be connected. And so we made an instant connection um, with one another and we just, said, hey, let's keep this conversation open. We pulled in some other people from the district saying, hey, you need to talk to these guys. They're interested in a mentorship and internship opportunity. And so it's one of those things that that's the fun part of my job is because when I when I come across people who want to engage with our children, I want them to engage with our children. You have the finances. That's great. You have the opportunity. That's great. Now let me see how I can help plug you in. And so and it's one of those mutually beneficial exchanges because we have so many people who are looking for quality workforce people. And so in high school, if we can help equip some of these students with the skills to be successful after high school, then we are setting them up for success for their life after high school. But then we're also providing this link in um, workforce development on the employer side. And so it's really mutually beneficial exchange. And so that was, that was an enlightening conversation. I don't know about you two, but I know for me that 
absolutely was to be able to just engage with our community and talk about the passion that we have for the, for these programs. Um, I'm not a mechanic. I take my car in every single time, but I'm so grateful for the people who work on my car every single time. Um, and so it's, it's just really cool to be able to be a part of those things. And so today was a fun thing and I'm, I'm going to keep my hat proudly and, uh, got a couple for my kiddos to wear and they were very excited about it and hearing about the program too. Carl Larson was here and you got to understand he's like the number one hot NASCAR driver. Um, he, he, he was the, the leader at Bristol um, just last week, Bristol motor motor, Bristol, Tennessee, um, the speedway. And he brought his, his, his actual pit crew and he brought a stock car and they trained our kids in the automotive program. And one of the things you might think, oh, well, they're just like changing oil. Well, no, this automotive has gone very high tech. It's all tech, tech stuff. It's all computer stuff. And um, it was Jack Morgan from Hendricks Toyota in Wilmington who told us today that these guys in the pits are making twice as much money in, in, in these technical jobs they're working as those working in Encino here. And that that's a pretty impressive number. $250,000 is the number he dropped, he said. Yeah. Easily. And, you know, the race car driver, Carl Larson, mm-hmm. he's, he just signed a new contract um, at the start of the season for $10 million a season. So we're talking big time stuff here. The kids were so energized. It was thrilling. And Pete mentioned the Spark Lab, another innovation. Um, in 2021, when Apple said it was coming to North Carolina, some smart people said, hey, those are going to create a lot of jobs. We don't want people coming, being shipped here from California for those jobs. How do we train up our high school kids so that they can take these jobs? And now we have um, a pilot at our technical school, SeaTech, out on the campus, uh, the North Campus for Cape Fear Community College. Pete and I were at that ribbon cutting. And, um, you know, it's just another way for, for students to learn it's just so innovative. It's almost impossible to describe. You have to experience. I mean, they had demonstrations. And, you know, I've heard for at least five years, um, printed that on my 3D printer and built it. Well, I didn't know what that meant. So I had a young man um, who was 16 stand at the printer and explain to me how, you know, the, the machine works, how the layers, things he had built. And now I understand it. Pete had a fun experience with, with, um, um, was it the guitar, guitar hero? hero. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I still can't play guitar hero, oh. but there was a young man there that <laughs> hooked me up and, oh yeah, it's really easy. And after about three or four minutes of me struggling through, I said, can you show me how to do it right? And he got in there and was just, you know, obviously doing a great job. And, there, and there's so many things that, boy, I tell you, they, they had the, you know, the, the, uh, the e-sports, they had uh, two people there, two young men there demonstrating uh they were playing a soccer game with cars and i said you know is this one that you actually you know use for for the esports oh this is absolutely this is you know this is a rudimentary level one you know some some point we can show you how to do the the you know the the really high level one but you know again well, another opportunity education. for students some of these absolutely something out boy i tell you you just seen you should have seen their faces because they were just so enthralled and so excited to see that we were excited about what they were doing, and boy, I tell you, uh, the you know the ge- gentleman that was the MC of the the speaking, he he got up there and and you know he, he, he oh yeah he was he was nervous as all get out, but he did such a great job. Okay, so 
So wait a minute, Pete. Wait a minute, Pete. Number one, <laughs> I'm going to have to work very hard to get the image of you playing guitar here oh, out of my head. But number two, uh, what you are what you are talking about is flying directly in the face of what liberal educators across the country are saying is that we've got to send everybody to college is that they've got to go to college in order to be successful. And what you are saying is that you are bringing these programs in like car mechanics, electronics, computer programming, where they don't have to go to college, but it is still leading them into a career is, and that is just as justifiable and just as important as going, and maybe even more so, than going off to a college for four years. Pete? They have jobs waiting for them when they graduate. There's so much demand for what we're teaching now. And, you know, the the Hendricks Group was talking about that they can actually train uh, a technician through their programs. If they can get them in there and, you know, they, they they have been working through uh, Cape Fear Community College, which is a wonderful, uh, you know, place. But they said if we can get them earlier, then we can actually have them go through our programs. And it's free, as he said. It's free. It's, so it's free. It's free. And they come out and they make great money. And it, it, it's something my dad was uh, was an auto mechanic all his life. And boy, I tell you, that was his passion. He loved, loved, loved that. So, you know, that's the thing. It may not be for, None of these are for everybody. That's the thing is giving children choices. Mm-hmm. I mean, and our superintendent really led the charge with that too. I mean, I'll be honest is some <laughs> of these programs and initiatives came into play of him being able to go out and lobby essentially. Mm-hmm. I mean, for lack of a better word, I know it's not technically political terms, but um, being able to continue to build those relationships are, is really important. And uh, to have people who are going to continue to build those relationships is what's going to translate into opportunities for our kids. Mike Rowe, who we probably all remember from Dirty Jobs, uh, he also runs a, a foundation called Micro Works, and he's all about the trades. He's all about this career development. One of the things he said is that uh, you can't digitize water. So, uh, so you always, as Josie said, you don't know your mechanics, So, but you bring your car to the mechanics who have been trained by on-the-job training or vocational training, and they're turning the wrenches and and fitting the pipes together, and they're contributing to society probably a lot more than somebody who graduates with a BA in some kind of history. And so, the tires off a stock car. Uh, that's it was, right. It was amazing. Right. They, you know, to see them use the equipment and so on. It was, it was just, it, it was one of the best days. Pat, I'm going to throw something to you. This is from Maya Angelou. She says that any book that helps a child to form a habit of reading, to make reading one of his deep and continuing needs, is good for him. I pass that on to you because I want you to talk about your Reading Buddies program. With academics being our number one strategic plan goal, we've created a reading program for first graders called Reading Buddies. It's pretty simple. We have 1,900 first graders, so we need 1,900 people, they've already got some, to volunteer. And it's 30 minutes a week to read to a first grader. We have 15 elementary schools. So here's the action call. Pick an elementary school, either near where you live or where you work, wherever you drive by, you know, that's convenient for you. Call up or go in and say, hey, 
I want to volunteer to be one of these reading buddies. Where do I sign up? And you'll have to fill out something and there'll be a little, you, you know, you, you're not going to, they're not going to fingerprint you, but you're definitely going to have to have some, some checkout there and spend 30 minutes a week reading to a first grader. And, you know, I was one of those kids that had a, a pretty tough childhood and I read a lot and that were that some of my, um, hmm, some of my thinking about this, this, this topic come from that because my parents had a very large bookcase and I read everything on that bookcase. Some of it was inappropriate for me at my age and it caused me some problems, but you can, especially a child who's poor or, um, maybe there's some things going on in the home that aren't great in that book. Those kids can travel around the world. So it's very important for a child to learn to read, to enjoy reading, to get excited about reading. And here's an opportunity for everybody in the GOP to, you know, step up. And if you don't want kids reading woke indoctrination stuff, go down there and read them. They have the books perked out. They're all just simple, sweet, adorable books. And uh, you can make a difference in one kid's life. And if you've done that, it's, it's you've lived a good life. Is this a one-on-one or is it a one-person oh, yeah. tour group? So you're sitting down with a child, first grader, yeah. and just yeah. read. I'll, I'll tell you what, all of us are parents. And Pete, Josie, Pat, you've probably all read to your kids as I read to my kids. It changes their life, doesn't it? And it actually bonds you to, to who they are. Yeah, and I signed up to be a part of it. So you can, as a board member, can do it too. I mean... And it's really just one of those things. And there's a way to do it online, too. So um, 30 minutes, 30 minutes a week. So take a break from playing Guitar Hero and go uh, and go read, uh, read with a first grader. Josie, one thing that you're happy about that you guys are working on on the Board of Education. I am ready for the budget to pass because um, one of the things that we're, st- we're talking uh, the state, we're talking the state budget, the state budget. Yes. Our state budget to pass. One of the things that I actually had the opportunity, Miss Bradford and I um, were networking with Representative Miller, and we had somebody from the Speaker Moore's office. Um, yes. and we were discussing workforce development, and we were discussing opportunities for our students. And so, back in December, I mean, we were newbies on the board. Maybe a few weeks in, we had sat down and we were discussing how the chamber had a pilot program with our seventh graders. And at the time, forty seventh graders had the opportunity to explore eight of the top areas industries here in Wilmington. And so we said, wouldn't it be great? And, you know, we were just talking and just real passive. Wouldn't it be great to give seventh graders all that opportunity? And so um, this year we now have a hundred students in that program. That program is growing and that's through a partnership with the chamber. So they pay for it Mm -hmm. out of their um, nonprofit. Well, um, (laughs) in the budget, in the draft budget, there is actually an expansion of that for to the tune of close to $3 million. And what that does, it allows for every single seventh grader to have the opportunity of hands-on career exposure. Mm. So that's over 1,700 students. And so that is something that I'm very hopeful and grateful for it to come to fruition. Representative Miller was the one to really help get this across the finish line. We knew that um, my future NC had a goal of $2 million employment by 2030. And so, um, you know, all, I know all three of us have, have put in a good word along the way. Um, but we had the opportunity to have a networking event in Raleigh a few months ago and really just sit down and kind of hash out details about what it looks like 
how could other counties do this and things? And so um, to really have that investment on us about some of the things that we're already doing is encouragement. It's encouragement for me in many ways, because when you're talking about advocating for kids or to, you know, have different changes in policy or curriculum, what you're looking at is proven track record. And so when you're looking at um, the, the different things that you can support and rally behind, you're working with people in all the different specters of local and state level. And I think that's really important to get things done effectively for our students. And so um, I will continue. I know me and the chairman talked about an opportunity we're going to bring to the table in October. So I'm going to leave you hanging on that. You'll have to watch your board meeting for that, but um, really to network within our community and continue to build those relationships with board members and community members and multiple boards across our institution, because that's how we're going to be the most effective to be um, the positive change for our students. And so I'm looking forward to that. If you listen to uh, Nick Craig in the morning, the uh, host of Wilmington's Morning News, probably the best broadcast after this one for getting uh, news and views out. Uh, Nick talked about the uh, the budget draft that was dropped last night in the middle of the football game. And it does have a lot of, of budgeted items for education, including a accelerated pay increase schedule for uh, uh, first-time teachers and for new teachers. So it should be very, and just like everybody else, we encourage our GOP uh, voice up at uh, Raleigh to get that thing passed. And so keep working on it. Pat, what, what's, ex- what's exciting you today? We had, we had a really good day. Um, today in our policy committee meeting, we had, we had like this many policies to get through. Um, very healthy number of policies to be re- reviewed and either move forward or kept in policy. Some, some, some stuff that we've been trying to get done. And the meeting went very smoothly. There were no arguments. There was no division. It was absolutely heavenly. Um, the only two committee members that were present were like-minded. And so it was, it was a breath of fresh air. There's like a, there's like a momentum that started. Um, the staff feel it. You can see it in the teachers. You could see it today in the kids. We could see it at Spark Lab last week. People are excited in the school district. And it's, it's, it's a positive hmm. thing. It's like we've turned a corner. And it's very exciting. And we're, you know, we are, the people you're looking at right here, we are committed to the things that we said that we wanted to see done and the opportunities. We don't speak to anyone anywhere that they don't want to help. And they say, what can I do to, to, to help? It's just been uh, an exciting thing for us to, to participate in because there is a lot of negative. This is a hard job. And we get a lot of criticism on, you know, the 5% on this side, the 5% on this side. And um, but today was one of those days that it was really fun to be a school board member. Ronald Reagan, when he was running his campaign, said that it's morning in America. And what it sounds like, it's morning in New Hanover County. Pete, what's going what's going on with you? What are you what what are you working on? Well, I've been out of schools a lot lately, and um, I just got to tell you, number one, we talked about all the great things in academics, but, you know, we still have some schools that need to be moved. And uh, there's been some very strategic moves. We have our two lowest performing schools. We've moved uh, two, you know, rock star uh, principals into those schools. One that was in this county and turned a school around and one from another county. 
Uh, so I'm excited to see them growing. I've stopped by several times, uh, and I will continue to do that. Uh, but it, it, it's been great going in that school, seeing some real positive things. You know, and, and people have come up and said, hey, i got a concern about this. Um, I walked around uh, one school the other day, and boy, I tell you, I'm not going to ever do this, but I would eat, you know, you could eat off their, their floors. It was such, you know, just sparkling. Uh, you know, so there's just a lot of great things going on, a lot of smiling faces. You know, at the beginning of the school year, this this year has started out very, very well. I want a, a huge shout out to all the schools and all the principals and all the teachers and teacher assistants. I just saw a list of, uh, I think, seven or eight uh, schools that their cafeterias have 100 um, percent, you know, <laughs> fantastic. I mean, we, we, there's a lot of great. And I'm pleased to understand. I'm not saying everything's perfect and we're going to sit back on our laurels. No, we're going to continue to keep doing what we're doing, keep improving, um, you know, looking at new new and better ways to do things, have those conversations, those, those easy conversations, those tough conversations. But uh, overall, I think things are going very, very well. Uh, uh, again, a huge shout out to, to all the faculties, to the bus drivers, to everyone uh, for you know starting the school year out very, very positively. Uh, and I just want to thank thank those folks. The kids are back; they're excited, uh, doing what they're supposed to be doing. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, which is great learning, and that's what it's all about. So, uh, thanks to everyone. Thanks to the parents. Uh, you know, I know. We still have some schools that have, uh, you know, we can't, it's hard to get the kids into school, but that's because we have, you know, very, very big campuses in some places. But, you know, again, trying to improve. Uh, no, There's nobody that says we're, we're, we're 100%. You know, we still have, uh, you know, some low-performing low schools, so we need to continue to keep working. But uh, some great things are happening, and a lot of things, as I said before, that we need to celebrate. So uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you to the parents and to all the educators and to the students for sure, to my fellow board members for all their hard work. Um, you know, I think the ship is going in the right direction, but we need to keep it going. Well.